I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly show let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday and this might be the best week we've ever had at questions I'm looking at questions of course all kinds of pride month questions out there people want to know how do I make sure I don't raise commies people want to know about the civil war why do American companies lose their mind with pride month and other places don't we have questions about guns People want to argue, should you like or dislike the monarchy of England? When I say it's all over the place, I mean it's all over the place, and it's going to be a blast. It is going to be a blast on the Jesse Kelly Show today. Now, before we get there, before we get all the way to the questions, and I'll get to them in a second, I did want to address a couple things, uh, things that I find odd. One. There's a story out today, New York Post. Hang on, I'm doing this off my phone. I didn't have the fellas print it, but Queen's teacher busted for sending explicit texts to students. Now, I've done this before on the show. I'm going to do it again, and I'm not going to repeat this on tonight's show, and I'm not going to stay long on this. I'm going to move off it because we're going to talk inflation and Pfizer and all these other things. Why does this keep happening? Why do we have this? I mean, the real pandemic, 
is teachers and their students. And not to put too fine a point on it, it's female teachers and their students. And on top of that, and I'm going to be as delicate here as I can be, which is not very delicate, lots of them are really hot. Why is this happening in the country? We're not talking about, and I only bring that up because we're not talking about some undesirable woman who can't go out and get a man, oh, I don't know, who isn't 13. Why does this happen across the country? And I say this now because I have two sons. They're 11 and 13. And I look at especially my 13-year-old, and I think, boy, I mean, I want him to have fun in science class, but not that much fun. What, Chris? I mean, you know what I mean. Why does this keep happening? Queen's teacher, busted for it. All right, we're moving on. We have a ton of Ask Dr. Jesse questions. I just have always found this to be fascinating. I mean, how all over the place are we going to be today? Somebody wants a hypothetical fight between Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. <laughs> so that is tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get there, Joe Biden spoke. I know. <laughs> I know. Everyone cringes when I say that. <laughs> Joe Biden spoke, and everyone just instinctively kind of cringes. And, of course, it went pretty much like this. The two challenges on the minds of most working families are prices at the pump and prices at the grocery store. Both of these challenges have been directly exacerbated by Putin's war in Ukraine. The price of gas is up $1.40 since the beginning of the year when Putin began amassing troops at the Ukrainian border. This is a Putin price hike. Putin's war has raised the price of food because Ukraine and Russia are two of the world's major breadbaskets. For- just, I'm letting this play a little long. I'm going somewhere with this. Just hang with me a second. Wheat and corn are the basic product for so many foods around the world. Ukraine has 20 million tons of grain in storage, right? Yeah, okay, 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 all right, all right. Just, all right, it's Putin's price hike. It's all Putin's fault. Putin, Putin, Putin. It's all Putin's fault. Obviously, I know what you're doing right now. I know you're rolling your eyes. I know you're saying that's not true. And yes, all that's, all that's true. It's, it's not true. You're right to roll your eyes. But I saw this question. I thought it was fascinating. I think the challenge for them is to make sure that they don't look like they're behind the eight ball. They looked flat-footed and caught behind Afghanistan, inflation. They just had to apologize this week. Baby formula. The list goes on. That's CNN, of all places, asking, why is Joe Biden always getting caught flat-footed? Why are they always behind? Why are they always playing catch-up? And I thought to myself, you know, on top of everything else, because obviously we've examined those reasons a thousand times. We don't need to do this on a Friday. There are a bunch of committed communists around poor Joe, and he doesn't even know where he is anymore. So he just get, gets led down the road to destruction. But I was thinking about this today. On top of everything else, there's something else that, that, that happens. And it's, and it's powerful, and it's palpable, but it's still difficult to define. And that's momentum. Momentum is a powerful, palpable thing. I, look, let's pause on Joe Biden for a second and talk about me. What, Chris? <laughs> if you don't like it, Chris. Buenas tardes. Buenas tardes to you. The show. Obviously, as you know, we basically just started doing radio. Like three and a half years ago, I think it is now. Roughly about three and a half, four years ago. And the show's all of a sudden gotten gigantic. And we just got word that... We set another record yesterday for downloads of the podcast. And it's just, wow, it's insane to me. And 
That's positive momentum. And something we've certainly noticed since we've started picking up all this positive momentum is when good things happen to you, good things keep happening to you. Oh, hey, we just assigned this guy. He's going to help out the show. Oh, hey, we just got this. This is going to be better. Oh, hey, we're going to build you a new studio. We're going to do this. It's like once things are going well, everybody tries to boost you up and make sure they go really, really well, which is great. You've probably experienced this at some level in your life, at work or at home or something like sports, something like that. You know, you go out in high school for the basketball team and you drop 25 one night. You get the ball passed to you more, which lets you score even more. And then the moment, you know what I mean? That sh- momentum is just hard to define. Hard to define without ex- just using stupid examples like I just did. That's great. The problem is it also works the other way too. It works the other way too. When you're losing and when you're crashing and burning, people tend to push you into the wall instead of helping you out of it. It's just nature. Biden has screwed up every single thing he's touched since he got in there. And so what's happened? We've, we've talked about how many resignations from Kamala's office. Dome can't keep anyone in the office. And you want to talk about an office with some incentives to stay. Am I right? <laughs> Quit, Chris. Anyway, Dome can't keep anybody hired. Joe Biden has person after person after person leaving. Jen Psaki just bailed. She's now making a pile of money at MSNBC. Another person's leaving the White House, heading to the Treasury. Over and over and over again, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Why? Anyone with the brain knows the ship's going down, and instead of bailing water, they jump off. And so already an incompetent, communist, tone-deaf administration, now they're actually somehow going to get worse from here. They're so bad They'll stand up and give a speech when Americans, they know they see the same poll numbers you see, same poll numbers I see. Americans are furious about inflation, they're furious about gas prices, and they're blaming Joe Biden. The worst thing you can do if you're being blamed for something that is your fault is get up and point fingers. It rubs people the wrong way. You'd be better off, honestly, owning some of it. The worst possible thing Joe Biden could do is get up and address the nation and say things like this. The two challenges on the minds of most working families are prices at the pump and prices at the grocery store. Both of these challenges have been directly exacerbated by Putin's war in Ukraine. The price of gas is up $1.40 since the beginning of the year when Putin began amassing troops. Putin, 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 Putin. It was Putin. It was Ukraine. It was Putin. Man. It doesn't take a Republican to get angry right now about gas prices, and it doesn't take a Republican to get angry about grocery prices. And when he looks to the president of the United States, maybe he doesn't hate Joe Biden, but maybe his gears are extra ground right now by the fact that his family's losing their standard of living. He does not want to hear, it's Putin's fault. I guess more accurately, Chris, let's be honest, it should be Vladimir Putin. And, and do you support a no-fly zone in Ukraine? I support everything that has to do with punishing Vladimir Putin and helping the Ukrainians. <laughs> Wouldn't that mean direct conventional warfare with Russia? I don't know what it will mean, but you know freedom is not free. So you don't know what a no-fly zone will mean? <laughs> if you, if you have to shoot down Russian planes, I mean. Of course. So of conventional course. war with Russia. Listen, thank you. Listen, thank you, Chris. But, but that's the last thing Americans want to hear. And actually, 
The most amazing part about this address of Joe Biden wasn't just that he got up and said nothing. And it wasn't just that he got up and pointed fingers and blamed Vladimir Putin. And it wasn't just how tired he looks. It wasn't all that. He actually said something that is more stunning than blaming Vladimir Putin and something that is more offensive to people than blaming Vladimir Putin. And I cannot believe how tone deaf this administration is. I'm going to play you the doozy of doozies next. And then it's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday time, baby. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, did you know that song was written by Hunter Biden? I bet you didn't know. I bet you didn't know. (laughs) It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday here on The Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email your questions in while the show is going on. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, Joe Biden, on top of blaming Vladimir Putin for the prices, he actually did something else in a speech. This is the most cold, tone-deaf administration I've ever heard of in my life. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. Now, when people are hurting and they're scared and they're angry, and they're watching their standard of living evaporate, you're going to stand up and tell them they're fine? Who? This is, look, you're going to roll your eyes. I don't care. I'm never going to stop saying it. This, again, proves the second one of my three characteristics of the people who run this culture. Remember, all of our cultural leaders have the same three things in common, all of them. No love of country. Oftentimes they hate the country, but no love of country. The third one is... They believe they should rule as kings and queens. They think limits on their power are absurd. But the second one I say all the time is no connection to the real world. This is the problem with not having a connection at all to the real world. Right from wherever you came from into politics. You're, you're work, you work for Joe Biden. What's your life been? If you're in Biden's White House, we could look up the resume of all these people. What has your life been? Almost undoubtedly, you had rich, snob, liberal parents. You probably went to private school. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right? Get, get, in, get in a good school if you can. You went right from private school to the Ivy League. You, you were at Wharton School of Business. You were at NYU, some fancy school. You moved right on from there into working at CNN or working in Congressman Jerkwater's office or working in some fancy D.C. think tank. And don't worry, it's not like you're scraping to get by. Mommy and Daddy, I'm sure, brought you a brand new BMW. Now, I'm not criticizing any of these things, but I am saying that human being, right from fancy house to fancy school to fancy job and fancy car and White House, that human being has no idea, no idea what it's like to live life in the real world. None. A person has no idea what it's like. I mean, have you ever had to cancel things to pay your bills? I have. A lot. Remember, I was out of work for a while. I've been out of, out of work as an adult, as an adult with a wife and kids out of work, sitting there 
watching as the bills are piling up and you're looking at the bank accounts and saying to yourself, uh, we don't have the money. No one in this administration knows what that feels like. You remember the numbers I read for you the other day? I don't have them in front of me right now. It doesn't matter. But, but, but I do remember one. 21% of people were delaying retirement. Can you imagine what that would be like? Work 30, 40 years, grind it, looking forward to taking the wife out and go fishing and go golfing and enjoying your life. And now you're looking at what you have in there and you wake up every day and the numbers are even worse. And you have to sit down with your wife and say, honey, I don't think we're going to retire this year like we wanted. Now, when that person is going through that and the president says this, Tell me how angry that person Since feels. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. The average person woke up yesterday morning and looked at their 401k and lost their daggone mind and wondered if their 401k is even going to exist tomorrow. And the president of the United States chose to stand up in front of them and said, man, you're killing it. This is the best you've been doing. People don't want to hear it because this this is the reality. When it comes to inflation, I think those two stories are related because workers respond to real wages, not nominal wages. And we've been seeing real wages continue to decline in recent months because the nominal wage growth just hasn't been keeping up with inflation. Can't keep up with inflation. And people do know, even non-political people do know, because I know because I was hanging out with them last night, they know these gas prices are Joe Biden's fault. Non-political people know gas prices are Joe Biden's fault. Look, it's all over the news even. One of the biggest drivers of this surge in inflation in recent months has been energy. And there are concrete steps that the administration could be taking to start bringing down some of the medium to longer run pressure on on energy prices by increasing permitting, increasing leasing. Heck, if they really wanted to bring down some near-term price pressure, uh, they could be issuing some Jones Act waivers. But we're not seeing them do that because it's evidently politically untenable. Politically untenable. Do you remember, uh, now you'll have to be a listener for a while on the show, but do you remember back when Bill de Blasio, who I hate more than any politician in the world, you remember when his time was up and they were having a new New York City race and Eric Adams of New York City won the primary up in New York City and everyone was getting excited because Eric Adams was kind of talking a little bit tough on crime. And people were like, wow, the, the, day, the good old days are back. At least the Bloomberg days, you know. And you remember when I was Debbie Downer and I came on the radio and I said, no. It's going to be just as bad as de Blasio. And I had so many people yell, Jesse, you're crazy. You're just being cynical. He won't be. De Blasio's the worst. And then he turned out to be just as bad as Bill de Blasio. And do you remember when I explained to you why he'll be just as bad? Same thing applies to Joe Biden when it comes to gas prices. Joe Biden isn't in control. Eric Adams isn't in control. It doesn't actually matter anymore what the individual beliefs and motivations are of the politician, the mayor, the congressman, the senator, the president who gets elected in the Democratic Party. They are so beholden to the radical anti-American nutjobs out there. Joe Biden, Joe Biden might really be some kind of moderate Democrat of some kind. What does that matter at all? Joe Biden can only do what's politically possible. And that $6 a gallon you're paying for gas right now, 
Joe Biden could fix it. Everyone knows he could fix it. Joe Biden doesn't have the political capital to fix it. Joe Biden is so beholden to the climate change flat earth nutters that Joe Biden would rather you pay $10 a gallon than risk offending those people. That's reality. All right. So, sorry, that was a lot of extra stuff. It's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. What am I doing? Let's dig in. Somebody somebody works for a company, and they're just waterboarding him with the Pride Month stuff. What should he do? What shouldn't he do? Maybe this applies to you. And wow, that rhymed. That was awesome, Chris. <laughs> Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Gosh, it's awesome. I feel like I feel like I give everyone a vacation, Chris. What, Chris? On Friday, when I sit down and bless them with answers to my questions, remember, after almost three years of community college credits, I'm a qualified doctor in my own mind. Harvard of the West, Chris. Not just anybody can get into Pima Community College. <laughs> Dr. Jesse, I work for a very large electronic manufacturer in San Diego. On June 1st, there was a big event to raise a pride flag. Today, I received an email about mandatory all-hands meeting about inclusion. Jesse, I know what this is. They will preach all the LGBTQ stuff. It's supposed to be an open discussion. Dr. Jesse, do I A, call in sick that day? He said there will be a makeup. Or B, ask why we are here. Deep down, I will probably choose B. If I attend this thing, I know myself. I may ask a question which may get me fired. He says, hasta tardes. <laughs> All right. Listen, we've had this talk before on the show, and we're going to have it again because there's a couple different things right now. I get a lot of emails like this, which is why I wanted to email or, or answer this question of, Jesse, I work for this corporation, and the company sucks. I work for this corporation, and the company sucks. couple things. One. These large corporations now, the big corporations now, there are always benefits to working at a big corporation, right? I've worked at them. I mean, gosh, I work at one right now. This is iHeart. What's bigger than iHeart? It's the biggest thing ever. And there are huge benefits to working at big corporations. Uh, my sister has worked for major corporations before in the tech world and whatnot. So she's, she knows those, the, those worlds. And she'll tell me things like, hey, at this big tech company, they'll have pajama and pet day. At this company, they require you to take a month off every year. Oh, and they take two weeks off in August every year. She'll say there are times when uh, they have to do a bunch of what they consider to be stressful work, and they'll bring in piles of beer and drivers for everyone who works there, and you sit and drink beer while you get there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just, you know, there are advantages. There are certain advantages to working at these big companies. The pay is usually better. Retirement, I mean, <laughs> when you have an opportunity to start socking money in your 401k, if they're matching your retirement, how do you turn that down? I know there are advantages. However, our corporate world now is so disgusting. It's so completely run by the communist nut jobs that you are, if you want to dive into that world, you had better become really, really valuable to your company really fast, or they're going to consume you and you're going to have to continue to do things you aren't comfortable with. I, look, 
all things being equal, and I'm not, believe me, I'm not passing any judgment on anybody, nor what, nor do I, am I qualified to even do so. All things being equal, equal, whether you're switching jobs, maybe you're just entering the career world, I would strongly consider the small to mid-sized company now. The, com- the company that doesn't have so much liquidity that they can just manage to blow a couple hundred grand this month on Pride Month. The company that has to make a profit. But I know there are sacrifices. I know there are. I know when you're, you're, you're in this corporation and they're saying, hey, man, we're going to pay 100 grand a year. We'll match 5%, 401k up to 5%, and you're, oh, you're mandatory vacations. And you walk out of there and you got dollar signs in your mind and you're thinking about the diamond ring you're going to buy your old lady and the new house you're going to get in the burbs. And, and I know that. And then you walk out of the small to mid-sized company and they're offering 70 and they can't 401k match, but they might in two years. And it's hard. Should be something you consider. Downgrading the size of you of the company you work for should be something you consider. Do you have any idea how many emails I've gotten in the past two days from people working at major corporations that are doing this stuff and they're mad about it? Major corporate world is run by people who graduated from the Ivy League schools. Harvard, Yale, all those things. Obviously, Stanford, I know is not everything, but you know what I mean. The top 50 universities. All those corporate boardrooms, they're occupied by those people who graduated from there. They have caught Chinese spies as professors at these universities now. They are openly teaching communism to the people who run our country. That's why the corporate world has gone so far downhill. Well, it's one of the reasons. But it's why they've gone so far downhill so fast. I said all that to say this. I have told you before, and I will tell you again, I am never, ever, ever. We've had this conversation when it came to the vaccine mandates and things like that. I will never, ever, ever sit here safely employed behind a microphone and tell you to go lose your job. I've been out of work. It is the worst feeling in the world. I don't know what your family situation is. Maybe you got a husband, wife, kids, medical. I know you got bills to pay. I've been out of work. I can't sit here safely employed and tell you, ah, go lose your job for the country. I have no business being here. I have no idea why Premier gave me a show. I have no idea why you like it. I have no idea why it's taken off like a rocket ship. But I do know this. I'm allowed to say... Whatever I want, as you can probably tell by now. I have the freedom to say and do what I want. You probably don't. How can I, with sitting here with the freedom to say and do what I want, tell you to go out and cost yourself your career? I'm not going to do it. You want to show up at that meeting? You want to give them the proverbial middle finger and ride off in the sunset? You are more than welcome to do so. Would probably be hilarious. If that's what you think... You should do, then go do it. I'm never going to tell you to do that. Look, I told you you the same thing with the vaccine mandates. Same thing. I get these emails all the time. My company wants me to take the vax. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Man, I can't sit here in good conscience when I have it, when I was never forced to take it. How could I sit here and tell you either A, take it, or B, tell them, no, up yours, I'm leaving. I can't tell you that. That's not right. 
In my opinion, that's not right. In my opinion, as bad of a person as I am, that's an abuse of the influence I've been given. Influence I don't even deserve. I, do, I won't do that. Speaking of abuse... You hear Dr. Fauci? Because, you know, you just said the booster to the booster, right? So, so is this the new normal? When do we, do we phase out the term booster and transition to, I guess, maybe a yearly shot, much like a flu shot? Is that a possibility or a reality? I think you just hit the nail right on the head of where we're going, that we should really be and ultimately will be talking more about keeping your vaccinations up to date. Namely, if you go a certain period of time without having gotten a boost, that you would be due for a boost. That might ultimately merge into a yearly boost. We don't know that. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but it is entirely conceivable that we know that immunity wanes over time, Mm -hmm. and we know that you need to be boosted to be continued to be protected. Remember when they lied about all that in the very beginning? And they never mentioned the word booster shot, ever. They never told you that. They told you, just take it. You'll be safe. Your family's safe. You won't spread it. All that was a freaking lie. Gosh, these people. All right. More Ask Dr. Jesse questions. We have more insanity around here about the world of make-believe people live in. Before we get to that, let's talk about feeling better, more energy, better sleep, feeling stronger. Fellas? Testosterone levels are half of what they were 50 years ago. If those continue to plummet, we are finished. We need a country of strong men and strong women. Go get a male vitality stack from Chalk. First of all, when I tell you about Chalk, C-H-O-Q, this is an American company with U.S. manufacturing, and you can't believe how many natural herbal supplements, how many products they have there. My wife is like a kid in a candy store at Chalk because she's into all that health stuff. They have great stuff there. I I take the male vitality stack. I've been taking it like six, seven months now. I haven't, I've never had this much energy in my life. We have to do it. We're talking a 20% increase in testosterone in 90 days without medicines or injections or all this crap. Natural herbal supplements. Go to choq.com and use the code JESSE. That gets you 35% off store-wide. choq.com, code JESSE. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday, and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and I still, I still cannot get over this Queen's teacher. Another Queen's teacher busted for inappropriate texting with a, with a student. I'm sorry, I cannot wrap my mind around this, this modern phenomenon where this is just something normal that happens. I couldn't get a teacher to look at me when I was in high school. These daggone kids, what, Chris? I'm not, what? It's fine. It's crazy to me. All right. Real quick, something real quick on the world of make-believe. I thought this was great. Journalist Jesse, I work at a major home improvement store, and I'm still in training after several months working there. Yesterday, my boss and I were in the rope-cutting section, and he made a point of telling me, remember all those hangings that were going on last year? Well, report to the store manager. Well, we report to the store manager, and we call the police if we see that someone shaped these in the form of a noose. And I promptly said, you know that was made up, right? He immediately shot back, 
with, nah, it was happening. She says, for context, he's a black man and I'm a Latina woman. I remember the BLM protests, so on and so forth. She said, I'd love for you to say my name, but I prefer you don't so I can keep my job. So I'm not going to say her name. This is what I was talking about. I've talked about it endlessly about how we have such a huge portion of this country now that lives in a world of make-believe. And it's hard, it's hard to accept that. And it's hard to really fully grasp why we're here. Like, for instance, for instance, we had that terrible shooting in Uvalde, right? Horrible shooting. Kids are dead. School shooting. Everyone's bummed about it. Drives everyone crazy. And obviously, we had that terrible shooting in Buffalo. And immediately, immediately, every single part of the system, every single part of it, launched into gun talk. Every one of them. From the politicians to, the, I mean, remember this idiot. I played, <laughs> I played him a little bit of him yesterday. So spare me the bull about constitutional rights. Spare me the beep about constitutional rights. We have congressmen, senators, we have presidents. It's in every single TV commercial. We have NBA coaches, cable news hosts. It's every educator out there. Everyone, every single part of the system immediately began to do what? They began to form a narrative. And so if you're not you, if you're just a normal person, remember, you don't have to be some car-carrying communist. If you're just a normal person right now, you believe the debate to have is about guns when it's not about guns at all. Yet you reside in a world of make-believe because the system is always pushing this world of make-believe. I told you, I, I sat down last night and went over to a na- uh, buddy of mine's house after work, had a couple beers with some of the neighbor fellas, and one of my buddies sat down, not a political guy, certainly not a Democrat. I don't know that I call him a Republican, just a guy that doesn't really get involved. And he sat down and he, he couldn't have been more earnest. He could not have been more earnest. He sat down and he said, so, I mean, what, I mean, what is the solution to do with these guns? He's not some gun grabbing communist. You know what he is? He's somebody who lives in a world of make believe and he doesn't even know it. You see this a lot, a lot with black people in the country. You see this a lot because so many of their influences are are false and poisonous. I've told you before. I've told you before about the black comedian I went to go see who talked about how there's a race war coming. White people are about to declare a race war. That's insane. What are you talking about? Well, he didn't make that up. The influences in his life, the people he talks to, the things he watches, the things he listens to, he maybe hears that in church. People are pouring false poison into that person every single day, and he legitimately thinks he's on the verge of having to fight a race war. We need more guns. Black people in this country, especially in urban areas, not so much the rural areas, none of my black friends in my neighborhood think like this, but especially in the urban areas, They believe, they genuinely believe the cops are racist, America's racist. If if you get caught after dark, you'll get lynched by the Klan. I had a guy tell me that once, a friend of mine tell me that once from Chicago. He said, man, I'll tell you what, I don't leave. I'm worried out there, so much racism. I said, in Illinois? What? What are you talking about? Well, I've, I've, I've heard. I know you've heard. You heard lies. 
People are pushing these lies endlessly. People with agendas are pushing these lies. What are you supposed to say to your supervisor? Your supervisor genuinely thinks people are out there getting lynched. I don't think anyone's been lynched in America in 35 years. I think it is 35, 36 years. And there hasn't been, you know, these racist black lynchings that absolutely did happen. Those haven't happened since, gosh, I think it was the 60s is the last time that happened. And yet some people are so mired in this world of make-believe, they believe this is something that happens all the time, over and over again, and this is a dire problem, and someone better dig into it. Well, how are you supposed to deal with someone who resides in that world of make-believe? I don't know that you can You want people to wake up and come around. Maybe he's never going to. Because remember, remember the influences in that person's life. Who's his pastor? Wife, uncle, brother, cousin, music. What's he watch on TV? If if you're, I've brought this up before. If, If you're, go turn on Amazon Prime right now. Go turn on Amazon Prime while you're listening to the sound of my voice if you're home and look through. And go look at, um, undoubtedly, they have a black section for movies. They do. Go look through those movies, and you tell me what you see. What, what are they all about? Every one of them. Are any of them just normal drama stories? You know, action-adventure stories? Nope. Every single one of them. Overcame racism. Civil rights fight. Has to fight against racism. He escaped slavery. More racism. Every single influence in their life. Poison, 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 poison. Soon, you reside in a world of make-believe and you don't even know it. It's terrible. It's terrible how we've cheated people in this country. It's awful. I hate it. All right. Before I forget, something that isn't terrible, comfortable shoes. My old man always told me, there are three things you never go cheap on. Your tires, because your family's life depends on it. Anything you sleep in, because you spend a third of your life in bed. And anything you wear on your feet, your feet are everything. Get yourself some my slippers from my pillow for your knees and back, not just for your feet, for your knees and back. You can wear these things inside and out all day long, and you're comfortable all day long. Three tier cushioning system. Mike Lindell took over two years to develop them. It's not like he just woke up one day and just rolled the things out. Over two years to develop them. Get them as presents, I might add. Birthday, Father's Day, whatever you got coming up, trust me, they're a hit. And they're $90 off right now. 90 bucks for a limited time. You got to go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code JESSE, and that gets you 90 bucks off. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Or maybe you're out driving around, don't be browsing on the website. Call 800-845-0544. 800-845-0544. Somebody wants to talk about drugs, Mexico, the cartels. Hang on. Young people speak in their minds. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.